Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And today, we are completing our Lord of the Rings tier list. Uh, we've done cards A to G in the last podcast, and today we're going to finish things off with G to Z. Uh, so remember, it's a tier list where we rank the power level of uh, all the Lord of the Rings legendaries as your commander. Uh, so... Uh, if they're your favorite character and they didn't get a good card, they're going to get a bad grade, but that's not a knock on your character. It's just how the magic card works. Uh, this week, Tomer's away, but joined with me is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I am doing super well. Excited to talk about the rest of these cards. There's so many, so many legends in this set. And Krim, the Asian Avenger. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to finish this out or try to. Uh, we will. We, there will not be a third movie. This is the, this is the end of the. This is the end of this uh, of the series until we randomly reboot a couple years in the future. The definitive cut. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, and Tomer is not here, but we have all his ratings, so we will inject his opinion into this on behalf of him. Uh, but he was here last episode, so you can get an idea of how he's rating the cards. Uh, but. Uh, there will He's be in Middle Earth right now. He's, He's in, Middle in Middle Earth, Earth. right now. <laughs> uh, there will be a link with the actual, all the ratings uh, in the show notes. So you can find them uh, either in the show notes or description. Uh, so you can get all the ratings there. So before we get into it, uh, our sponsor today is Card Conduit. And Card Conduit is, your e- is the easiest way to sell your magic cards. It lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 or more and you'll pay just a 5% service fee. And you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed and you get 10% off by heading to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Uh, so thank you, Card Conduit. Uh, if you need to sell cards to buy Lord of the Rings cards, uh, I recommend using Card Conduit. All right. Uh, let's get down to business. So... Uh, we are at G. There are 120 something odd legends in here and we're, we're halfway through. So, uh, kicking off today's podcast, we're going to go with, uh, Gorbag of Minas Morgul. Uh, let me pull him up. So, two drop, two, two. It's an uncommon legendary orc soldier. Whenever a goblin orc you control deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. When you do, choose one, draw a card or create a treasure token. Uh, we actually came out at a B average here. Three Bs and a C with Seth lowest on the card. I was a B for a minute, but the more I think about it, I'm, I can't imagine really playing this as my commander. I realize there's like several orc legends, and if you're playing goblins, like you definitely don't want to play this as your commander, I don't think. So I'm not sure what the... I don't know. Why, why would I play this as my commander? Uh, what makes cards. it a B? You can draw cards so, in the command zone. <laughs> I okay, actually okay. thought this was a B because I was real. I I also was like Seth. I thought this was like pretty decent, right? And then I I I think I valued it more as like a ninety nine card and not a commander. So I'm I think I'm joining you probably at C. Ninety nine, it's sweet. I would jam this in yeah. goblins in the in the yeah. ninety nine for sure. Yeah, this is definitely more of a ninety nine card than it is a commander because you also just cut off a whole color with this as your commander. I mean, so there are red orcs. So if you're using like Magic the Gathering orcs, they're red. But are all yeah. of the Lord of the Rings orcs black? No, I mean, there's like, 
the Shagra is a, a Rakdos orc legend from the Lord of the Rings set. Monahar is another Rakdos one. So they're they're Rakdos, really. So even in the Lord of the Rings okay. set. Okay. I still like it. I mean, you cut off a color, but we do play, you know, we don't just play 5C for everything, you know, sometimes. <laughs> well, you're losing red, though. Red is but so you, big. But it's a two-drop commander that does work. I mean, are there better commanders? Yes. But will Gorbag still win you games? I believe so. I think Gorbag's ability is pretty strong. I don't, I don't think Gorbag sad. wins you games. <laughs> what? On, on his own? As a commander? No, I like not, it with not, armies. On his own, he does nothing. He's literally a grizzly bear. But if you have other orcs, <laughs> right? You can draw cards to make treasures. What more do you want? You also this have to is, sack him. Yeah, yeah you have to sack him. So, all right. oh my all god. Right, all right, all right, all right, Gorbag. See, Tober, <laughs> yeah. Tober is left at B. He's not able to downgrade. Yeah, I, he can't defend himself. Yeah, yeah. he can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, serviceable to good. Somewhere in there, Gorbag. Okay. okay. Uh... Gothmog, Morgul Lieutenant, 4 mana, black, 3-3, three, three, also uncommon. Uh, when it enters a battlefield, amass orc 1. Cre- uh, creature tokens you control have death touch. Uh, we're not we're not too high on Gothmog. D's across the board except for Tomer with a C. I mean, maybe maybe this is that Gorbag deck that you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this card did work for me in limited. Giving your creature tokens death touch is actually pretty good. Is it D worthy? Probably, right? Like a mass one on your commander is not that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it I mean, yeah, it's it's four mana. A mass one's not that impressive. It's only a three three, like I see it being a good limited card, but it's it's a tough sell as your commander, I think. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Grima, Saruman's footman, four mana Demir, one four, legendary creature, human advisor. When Grima, oh, sorry, Grima can't be blocked. When Grima deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then that player puts the exiled cards that weren't cast this way onto the bottom of their library in a random order. I mean, uh, Layla, this bees card across is... the board, except <laughs> me, who I gave it a C. We just played against this, right? Not not too long ago. Maybe by the time this airs, right? Uh, but like, this is sweet. This is in the Sauron precon, and it's just Chaos Wand on a body. I do love Chaos Wand. I mean, yeah. I don't think this is an especially strong commander. I've played too many Chaos Wands and had them whiffed too many times to think of it as a strong commander, but it does seem like a fun commander. I love just, like, stealing your opponent's spells. It works well with the variance of the format. You never know what you're going to hit, so it leads to these really fun moments. So I think it's a really fun card. I don't think it's, like, super pushed or anything, but it seems fun. Blockable? I don't know. I mean, I, I think this, it is, this card it is, is sweet. fun, but... It's fun for the rest of the table as they watch you rip unplayable cards off the top of everyone's <laughs> library. I, I don't know that Chaos Wand is where we want to be, which is why I gave uh, Grima a C there. I mean, your mileage may vary. But power level-wise, it it's either the best or the worst thing you've ever done. I'll, I'll so, give it a B for fun, okay? For fun. We're, no, we're, no, we're ranking no. on a fun scale. <laughs> Grima's up there. <laughs> Obviously, on consistency, I mean, like, just power level, like, this could get really busted cards. It I, could also I think, get, I don't know, a, a fatal push or something like that. 
I think the big issue is people are going to be scared of it, even though they shouldn't yeah. be scared of it, because Chaos 1's not good. But one thing Magic players hate is just, like, people beating them with their own cards. So you know it's going to die. When it's a 1-4 four for 4. It's, like, not a very powerful creature. So you know it's going to die way more than it should. So that's actually my main concern, is I think it's going to draw hate that it doesn't deserve, just because people fear that you're going to, like, hit their best card or whatever, even though it's not super a super rational fear. Yeah. Okay. But it would be how funny you, you build like a steel spells from the top of your deck deck and then your opponent is playing like mono green creatures, no ramp, just man dorks in play. <laughs> like just only fight creatures that are, you're like I like nothing. You go through the entire deck. <laughs> well would this then be- you you don't hit them. <laughs> would this be too powerful? That is true. Would, would this be too powerful if it milled the cards rather than put them to the bottom like the whiffs? Ooh, like then it could be like a mill commander. No, this Yo. would be way worse though. If you don't no, like the body line, you're gonna mill like half someone's library for fun. Well, well, Seth, don't say say less. You don't gotta you don't gotta like make me happy like that. Mm. Okay, okay. If, you on, di- if it did on, though, I would love this card even more. Are you kidding? Mill until you hit instant or sorcery. That all creature deck gets pantsed. <laughs> no one plays all creature decks, though. It's exceptionally rare. Uh, okay, Grima Wormtongue. This is the uncommon version of Grima. Also a 1 4. 3 mana, mono black. Your opponents can't gain life. Tap, sack another creature. Target player loses one life. If the sacrifice creature is legendary, amass orcs too. I, uh, I oh, actually think... we actually went C's on this <laughs> and then with a D in there C average but this is just like random filler right wait this isn't that bad of a commander it shuts off the ability to gain life you know you do you get to sack another target creature then you know target a player loses a life you could you could totally you get you are not you are not we're talking of Grimmauld you, you, I mean, this you untap okay. this bad boy, you know, and then and then you do it, you do it again. That's too light. Oh, too life. Yeah, Yo, but you. I mean, a this is four. like a this is like a sideboard card, free sixty card format. So it's not a it's not a commander. <laughs> I don't think it's a good card, and but it's not like in, you don't even put in the ninety nine. I don't think <laughs> this is what? a little little sus. I don't think this uh, is that uh, bad. Maybe Rodadrobic, which specifically cares about sacking legends, but outside of that, I don't, I can't see playing this card. Yeah, but you're like, you're, I think Seth is only saying that because he's trying to downplay it from taking over Commander. Because look at it, it shuts off Soul Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my fear. I will say, it, opponents not gaining life is actually like pretty decent. But it also, like, angers people, right? Yeah, yeah like, they, they just, it does. They're not going to try to gain life into this, but they're going to be like, oh, come on. And then they're going to, like, murder you because you have a 1-4 for your commander. Yo, you laugh, but just wait. Uh, oh, commander Clash, I'm going to mass such a big orc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Grishnak, Brash Instigator, 3-mana 1-1, one, one, Goblin Soldier Uncommon. Uh, when ETBs, amass orcs 2 when you do until end of turn, gain control of target non-legendary creature and opponent controls with power less than or equal to the amassed army's power. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Uh, Grishnak. Uh, D's across the board. Tomer a little higher at the C, but D average. Tomer's definitely like a little the, high. The little threaten effect. <laughs> no. For, <laughs> no. 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 I don't. <laughs> I, I will say this will get you killed. Like th- I think this this should be like F because when someone has a scary commander, 
and they see you have a big mass orc and they see this in your command zone that's like very frightening is so, it though you can't even you can't even steal a commander it's not specifically <laughs> non-legend yeah like it is specifically like non-legend. Oh, no. incredibly bad in commander yeah <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> well, what timeline do you think this is oh, taking no. off in that oh, would be no. too good op <laughs> i was just like, like having a th- like having your combat trick be revealed to the table is not good but yeah. this combat trick is just a not yeah. <laughs> also not good <laughs> not a good one <laughs> you are representing a threat and it doesn't hit legend <laughs> all right all right we got we got we got some we got some spicy birds coming up okay here we go uh i don't even how do you pronounce the bird's name guai here uh it's guai guai here i think guai here greatest of the eagles five mana five five bird noble flying whenever it attacks target attacking creature gains flying until end of turn at the beginning of each end step if you gain three or more life uh create a three three white bird creature token with flying and when this creature attacks Target attacking creature gains flying until end of turn. Uh, two C's and two B's, averaging out to a B. This isn't that bad, right? Richard, you're the bird guy. Come on. This is, uh, this is bad, man. This isn't, why why this are you playing a deck I mean, that has like half flyers and half non-flyers so that your flyers can jump the non-flyers? It's but you like, have to make more You just ignore that ability altogether? Yeah, you're looking. You're looking at it wrong. It's just it's a life gain commander. It's a horrible as a bird's commander. You don't want to try to build. Is it bird the horse better though? <laughs> the build? Crest, crested sun mare, like literally, just makes five five horses, and then but they don't. They're fly. indestructible as well. And well, more fly. importantly, the sun mare is not legendary, so you can't play it as your commander. But if you want to build a something like a crested sun mare deck. This is a good option. Like, gain some life. You only got to crack one food to trigger it. So, it kind of plays on the theme of the food from the set. So, I think it's like a, a fine mono white life gain commander. You wouldn't play it as a bird. Would you even play this in birds? Like, no, how do birds gain life? Like, can, it doesn't really like, work with the bird thing, right? That's what you can do. <laughs> you well, can okay. yeah, you can jump your you jump your soul sisters. You jump your soul sisters. Chip in for one <laughs> as you're gaining life. Oh, seems good. <laughs> what is it's it? It's also Lunar? really expensive. It's five mana, so... You gotta pay five mana and then start doing your engine thing to make to make more birds. So it's kind of slow. So I it's don't... birder blossom, right? Isn't that just how it this is? works? <laughs> it is. It is nice that it's each end step, so you can be making up to four birds each turn cycle. Like if you have a way to gain life and some speed. So I don't think it's that bad. It's, that's the soul sisters part of you. I'll, I'll let it <laughs> yeah, that might be true. I, I don't know about this. Seth, your soul right. sisters are showing. You need to calm down. <laughs> okay, Gwai here, the Windlord. Six mana Azorius 4 4. This spell costs two less to cast as long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn. Flying Vigilance. Other birds you control have Vigilance. Uh, okay, this, mate, this has piece. to slap for birds, right? This is like the worst bird the legend worst of all time, right? By a significant made, margin, period, baby. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> so we, but we other gave it a birds D. you control have vi- oh, it's six mana. Yeah, I gave that. Yeah, that's why I gave it's, it. It's, it's, gave it's it a D. four mana if you draw on two or more cards, and then it's like Sarah Angel that gives your team vigilance. That's sick. Only if you play all birds, <laughs> Richard. You're not gonna play this in your birds deck. I will play it, <laughs> but I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend it's good. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it even funny maybe it's funny <laughs> You're like, i can only pick up drafts uncommons from the left no one pile, and this is the commander no. deck i can build 
No one will expect it. Just like the movies, they're like losing the battle, and then boom, out of nowhere, eagles, and they're like, "Huh, eagles? Where'd those come from?" <laughs> so it's on flavor. Uh, okay, uh, Haldir, Lorian, uh, Lorian Lieutenant X Green, zero zero, legendary creature, Elf Soldier, ETBs with X plus one plus one counters on it. It has vigilance. Six mana until end of turn. Other elves you control gain vigilance and get plus one plus one for each plus one plus one counter on Haldir. Uh, C's across the board for us. This is a really good 99 card. Like, I would play this in the 99 in my elf decks. I think it works really well there. It's a good backup finisher. Elves is just such a long supported tribe in Magic that there's a lot of really good legends. And I think this just, it's like a, a filler level legend for me for an elf deck. I agree, right? Like, there's, there's just, I don't know. This is actually a pretty bad. Like, I started as I read it. I think it's actually getting worse as an Elven commander. Yeah, there, I mean that there, there are lots of cards, a lot that of damage, have real abilities and also like an overrun on them. Uh, yeah, like Kamal or like you know those, those type of cards. Like, they, there are lots of them, so there's nothing particularly special about this unless you just like Haldir. Uh, okay. Iorath of the Healing House. Three mana, one, four. Human Cleric, legendary. Tap, untap another target permanent. Tap, untap two other, uh, target legendary creatures. So, B's across the board with a D for Seth. And I think, I think I know where we're going with this. I gave it a B, because I'm like, surely... There must be a combo in here. <laughs> like, surely there is a combo. You can, I don't know what the combo is, but you must be able to do a combo with this card. Untapping two other legendary creatures seems very powerful. And I think Seth has looked at all the combos and they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seth, is there a combo? The I I have not found a great combo for it. There's some, like, freed from the real shenanigans where you need, like, freed from the real on this plus something else that can untap and you can, like, use freed from the real to untap your commander. I don't know where it really gets you. Like, you just kind of, like, tap and untap things a bunch of times. Um, So no good combos for it. There's some pretty bad three to four piece combos, but nothing that I think is, like, really exciting to build around what what about a self mill combo and then you thought his oracle <laughs> i mean i guess if you had like mesmeric orb with yeah, some of the yeah. untapped combos you'd mill your yeah. entire deck so you're getting it know. you're you're picking it up that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah, as a commander this is a combo piece right i feel like there's got to be a combo piece and the comment section will probably know it instantly but like Maybe it's a self-mill combo, yeah, with, like, Mesmeric Orb. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to break it. And also, it just acts as, like, a mana dork as well, right? Because you can just untap a land. So, in the meantime, it actually ramps you. Yeah. It's a flexible combo piece. You kind of like that. It's, it's got to be good, right, Seth? No? Yeah. <laughs> you just, I don't You just know. need another legendary creature that can untap. And then you can go, quote-unquote, infinite. And then you need a third combo piece um, to do something useful or mesmer- mesmer- yeah, to, to so. do anything useful. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I guess it would be fun to build around. It would be fun to build around and try to find the combos for it. I'll give it that. 
All right. Uh, oh, Seth, this is your favorite card. King That's of the Oathbreakers. Four mana, three, three. It's the ghost people, Seth. It's Orzov. <laughs> the ghost people. <laughs> They're here. Lying. When King of the Oathbreakers or another spirit you control becomes a target of a spell, it phases out. Whenever King of the Oathbreakers or another spirit you control phases in, create a tapped 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. Uh, two A's and two B's, averaging out to an A. This is one of the most interesting commanders from the set, I think. Uh, not only is it the Ghost People, which obviously important to the movies, but it's kind of like a Orzov Feather-style commander, like phasing out your team, lets you dodge removal spells, it's going to be hard to kill, it kind of snowballs really slowly. I I think this card's cool. I think this is actually one of the commanders I would like to build from the set the most. This card is just powerful, right? As a As a commander? Like, you're constantly able to just phase stuff out? Like, it, it just has to be a target of a spell, and it phases out. That's kind of nuts. And then whenever, whenever uh, like, yeah, like, it or another spirit control phases out, you get another spirit. So you kind of just keep spawning bodies. How is this not sick? Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a it C. Is. I'm going to give it a C. I'll explain to you Ooh. why. Ooh. I opened this in one of my drafts, and I, like, totally flunked out of that draft. Here's the problem with King of the Oathbreakers. So, uh, like, so Feather has an effect like when you cast uh, you know something happens right you you use cards that can trip to like trigger that ability and then you get another card and you just keep doing it since king of the oath breaker phases things out your spell fizzles <laughs> right so you can't do the same shenanigans and you're playing like all this weird targeting stuff that like does nothing literally like it's literally you're, you're turning your spell into make a one one white spirit creature with flying so it's not Richard. as impressive as it sounds, because you're like, oh, you know, I'll just do the feather thing, combo off and go nuts. But, like, actually, <laughs> you spent a lot of mana to make a 1-1 hmm. one, one white spirit creature of flying. Hmm. You're, right? you're not you're thinking... going to, like, waste your Teferi's protection just to phase out your team to, like, make tokens? Like, like it's actually not... quite awkward in practice when you actually try to make this card do something useful. You're not thinking okay, big I... picture. You pack the deck with a bunch of Doom Blades, and then you target itself... Dude, okay, maybe not Doomblade because you can't target this, but <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Save you but like, <laughs> go for the throat, you phase it out, and that go for the throat can also be spot removal for your opponent's stuff. So it's like raise the alarm, but you only make one creature. And it's also oh. tapped, which is also a big yeah. deal because you can't... <laughs> like, I, I could live with that. You can't <laughs> make a blocker on demand uh, if you want because the spirit comes into play tapped when it phases back in. Is it... Is it good enough with just mass phase out spells like the Teferi's Protections, Guardian of Faith? Like, we're getting more and more of those. Like, is it good enough as a Orzov Spirit Commander if you ignore its ability? And its ability is just like removal protection. Like, your opponent can't Doomblade it for multiple reasons, but they can't kill it because <laughs> they can't actually target it. Like, is that good? No? Not good enough? I, I. Because you get a spirit for each thing that phases in, right? So if you play right, four spirits right. and this, and they all come back in, you're getting four more spirit tokens, and then you do it again, and you're getting double that the next time. It keeps uh, How many you mass know, multiplying. Spells do we actually have? And aren't uh, you trying to use them to save your team? <laughs> so you I want to say like, like offensively use all of them, right? You know what? Yeah, be there's so there's maybe good. five. If you can build, okay, maybe maybe as a commander this would be rough because if you could find a way to make it Mardu, you could play Nahiri's Resolve. And then, and then every end step you phase out. 
Yeah, that that would be good. Yeah, they have not printed the change my commander's color identity card yet, but yeah, if they yeah. have to, look well, out. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Like if this were in Mardu, you would have that. But yeah, no, I mean, you're. Uh, it's also a little awkward as a spirit commander because you don't get blue. There's enough black and white spirits to build it, but blue is probably the strongest spirit color too. So I bumped it down to a B, but I still okay. think it's a cool. Wait, card. I got questions. Seth. Did, did also, the ghost people fly? <laughs> no, they were they were groundbound. I think. Yeah, well, well only spirit tokens here. <laughs> that's because they didn't have a chance to take the battle. Favorite flail. <laughs> like, I, I I actually okay. I'll downgrade this to a B as well. Like, but I I just. Man, I still think it's cool. It has to be kind of good, right? Honest, honestly, I had not thought through the fizzling out of the spells until you mentioned that, which that is a pretty that big was the deal, saddest first pick yeah. draft in my life. I'm like, this card is useless. <laughs> I quite literally thought about just building it with a bunch of doom blades, so so that way I could blow. <laughs> I mean, you save yourself. You don't waste your random spells on your guy because it can't be targeted. No, but but like you can think about that. You get to the flexibility. I can then doom blade. Spending you. two mana to make a one-one tapped flyer <laughs> that could phase out though. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we still got birds here. We got uh, Landrival, Horizon Witness, five mana, three four flying. Uh, whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player target creature without flying, gains flying until end of turn. These these birds keep getting worse. I didn't know it was possible, but they, they somehow they keep even making them worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't make birds like how they used to, huh, Richard? <laughs> no, this yeah, is, it's no fledgling osprey, that's for sure. Although good. it can give fledgling osprey flying, Richard. Which <laughs> it's a good way to actually get in and lay. Only if two or more yeah. creatures oh my God. attack a player, though. Wait, so um, that means Guahir or whatever was actually like playable? Because you were like, why would you play non flyers in a bird? <laughs> more playable. <laughs> okay, okay, we we got we, we got a good character. We got Legolas. We got Legolas. Okay, we got three <laughs> three of them. We have an uncommon. It's Simic four mana two three reach. When you scry, if Legolas is tapped, you may untap it. Do this only once each turn. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter uh, on Legolas. Uh, a D's across the board. Yes. Yeah, this is like... A little high with a C. What, what is this tapped ability? Like... No, non-existent. It does nothing. Like, right? like, it doesn't like, yeah. do anything for the card. You have to, like, do something to make it work, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you attack and then you get pseudo-vigilance. You, you cast your serum visions afterwards and untap it and... Got is em? that? Oh God, no! That, that oh. this I mean, isn't even good speed? in a ninety nine. You, you like, your you opponent can't. attacks you, and then you opt to instant speed and untap it, and ha ha! I have a, I have a two three. Look out! Hey, that that. It's, oh, you're right. It's just bad, right? He's good at picking off birds. What what, what if you one sided wrath? You could grow them. What if you like Azuri's predation or something, and like just, just like pluck off a bunch of creatures? Then he he gets a bunch of plus yeah. one plus one counters. Does yeah, that that's help? true. Is that even good? I, I feel like you needed to do the goblin sharpshooter thing here. And yeah. you need some pieces uh, to do that because every time you kill something, it, it grows in power and then untaps. And then you. Oh, wait. Only once each. Never mind. There's yeah, but I think, I think if they removed on <laughs> once each turn, this would actually be like, I guess, playable somewhere, maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't need. I don't even know if that would do it. Like, at least then you'd have combo potential, maybe. You could right. maybe find a way to build a combo deck with it. <laughs> We're going to go back to self-mill. <laughs> as it 
as it is, though, like, wow. I don't even know why. Does he even need that restriction? They went so safe on this card. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, 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 okay, this is not the cool legless I remember from the movie. So we'll move on to uh, the next one. <laughs> Greenleaf. <laughs> Three mana. Mono green. Two, two. Uh, reach. Can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Whenever another legendary creature ETBs under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Legolas. And when he deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh, D's across the board again. Uh, C for Tomer, but D average. Just I, I think Legolas can't be just... chump blocked, but can be blocked with yeah. bigger things. <laughs> it grows very and big only... <laughs> and draws a card. It reminds me of Oakham Adversary. That we said, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it kind of though. At least would cost two at some points, I guess. That's three mana. Has reach, yeah. and didn't have death touch. Yeah, I feel Oakum, like that Oakum was part of the upside of adversary. Like this, it only can be blocked by things that kill it, which is, or like can theoretically kill it, which is kind of awkward. Would you play in the ninety nine? Of like a legends deck, or is it even of a legend? I'm on the fence <laughs> if I play in the ninety nine. I think. I think. <laughs> Yeah, of a Legolas-themed deck, yes. Otherwise, I think there's just so many better legends, right? This is just... I don't know. If you like Legolas, this is a cool I, thing to see, I guess. Okay, this one's better than... I actually don't know. So the Simic one is also, like, pretty garbage, but you get access to blue. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> yeah. that, one, maybe yeah. that just yeah. makes it better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Legolas low-rolled. All, all of the Legolas... Fear not. There's one mad. more Legolas... In case you're you're a Legolas uh, believer here. So Master Archer, three mana, one four, reach. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Legolas, put a plus one plus one counter on him. Whenever you cast a spell that targets a creature you don't control, Legolas deals damage equal to its powered up to one target creature. C's across the board. Tomer with the B here. So Tomer's always one up on the Legolas. He must love... I think he likes Legolas, and 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 that's just why this this has got to be just because he likes Legolas. So so this one you play fight spells, and they double up as like a two for one, right? Because you get to fight twice, or you just play like literally like feather type spells on other stuff, and then you have them kill the whole board. That has potential. It's well, you have to target your opponent's stuff right to get the the last mode yeah that targets a creature you don't control yeah Yeah, so you that's a little tricky i mean don't most the cantrips just target any creature there are a bunch of cantrips there's a bunch of in green really i thought i looked at this because i I was actually trying to build a (laughs) list deck (laughs) that aren't just outright like giant growth so no no no, no, no. i mean so giant growth so what you do is you give legolas death touch Okay. okay. Yeah, and it's, it's not—it's yeah. not a fight. It deals damage, right? So it doesn't matter how right. big the other thing is. And then there are a bunch of like cantrippy spells you can use to target, and then also any fight spell is a two for one as well. And then you okay. just like build up Legolas like that, and then just like one shot people after like mowing down the board. But it's a lot of okay. setup. I'm not sure if this works. You're you're foiled by one Doomblade. Um, yeah, <laughs> you mean my uh, <laughs> my my King of Oathbreakers deck. <laughs> <laughs> the death touch seems huge because my first impression was like, ah, oh, one four is not that good well, at you fighting. Need to give like, how is this actually? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> so you so got to give it death touch and parts. also indestructible, probably, so you well, can fight you, big things. You don't, no, they, don't, they don't it's, fight. It's just you're you're biting. You're biting. Oh, 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 okay. So you you don't need to survive. 
Or you, okay. you know, you're not taking you, damage. You need so the death touch. Yeah. I mean, it seems fun to build around. I don't know if it's actually super strong, but you could build a deck around it, which is more than I can say for the other two Legolas's. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. even know if you can really build a realistic deck around the other two, so. This is definitely better than the other two. I, I just don't, yeah, I don't see how this, <laughs> it, this one seems very tough to keep around. Now, I, I'm not up to date on my Lord of the Rings power rankings, oh. but isn't Legolas, like, one of the, like, most favorite characters? And why do they give him such bad cards? <laughs> like, I mean, really, Legolas a mana dork who see more play. <laughs> no, I okay. I think that he's like probably one of the more popular like like elves, I guess, but still pretty low actually. Because if you think all the other elves, they're more popular than he is, right? I don't know if they really correlated character popularity with card power because weren't we seeing the same thing about Gandalf last podcast? Oh, like, yeah. We're like, wow, this is like the most iconic character, but yeah. all of his cards are like average to bad. But at least he did like really cool things and like could be. Yeah, impressive. that's true. But like Legolas seems just bad. <laughs> Legolas is just happy to be invited. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lobelia, Defender of Bag End. Three mana, two, two. Legendary creature, halfling citizen. It's mono black. When an ETB is looking at the top card of each opponent's library and exile those cards face down, sacrifice an artifact, tap, choose one, until end of turn you may play a card exiled with Lobelia without paying its mana cost, or each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Oh, we're all over the place here. We got A from me, C from Seth, D from Krim, C from Tomer. Is this? Maybe, maybe D is a bit low? It's a maybe it's a bit low, but like I just I'm sorry I don't see why I okay. This I, card is like I think you're reading the, the, I think you're, deck. No, I think you're reading the wrong rain, rankings. Actually, I think you're reading the other Labellia because I oh. added a B. Krim has, oh, has oh, a C. Oh, oh. You have a yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So okay. okay. So a C for Krim, B from Seth and Tomer, Richard A. Yeah. I mean, this card seems fun. Like, you do need some setup. You gotta have an artifact on the battlefield. It needs to live for a turn to activate. And then, commander decks are a lot of land, so you're not guaranteed to get anything good with its ETB trigger. It's not like a, a tally or something where you spin into non-lands or something. So it's got a little bit of the chaos warp issue where, like, it's really high variance. It, it, when it works out, it can be absurd. It can be like ridiculously powerful. But then there's also going to be times you run this out and do all the setup and you hit like land, land, mana dork. And you're just like, oh, what am I even doing here? So it's, Wait. I think it's very high variance. Right? Hold on. Yeah, this is, hold on. This, so okay, as a commander, this is like something a D. back to the top, but not in black. <laughs> yeah, this but is a in, D in, as a command. In practice, what happened was we, casted this on commander clash it was extremely scary because you don't know what's on the top of everyone's library and i think it was tomer who had this card had to bargain and be like i'm only taking a land and i'm taking a land don't murder me i'm taking a land because we didn't know what was on top and it was like super scary but so that was think, that was in the 99 not as his yeah that commander. was 99 but it, it's a very scary card that people will just remove because they don't want to deal with like this random card coming off the top that could be you know, omniscience for all we know, right? We don't know, right? Like, if Phil is at the table, so on uh, Castle Velia, like, we're all quivering, right? Like, we don't know what that is. Could be blatant thievery sitting there. I, I would rather have the 1 4 dude that's a chaos wand, right? Because at least I know for a fact that I will hit a spell, 
right? Unless you're an all creature. Yeah, I mean, you will hit a card. It just may be a, a land. Yeah, just like yeah, you may but like it may be a land. It may off be... the the one floor guy. <laughs> I mean, yes, the odds of you hitting painful truths, you know, they're they're non-zero. But like, I think I would choose that over like this as a commander, and you get access to a second color. I think this is a commander. Actually, is a D. This is either a high D or a low C. I I, I just I don't see why this would be good as your commander. Ninety nine. Okay. Okay, I, I give you a B. I'll go down to a B. <laughs> right, like, like A, A. Yeah, like, A is okay. too much. A is too, because you need to like basically untap, right? Because you need you need to uh, tap it. All right. Next up, we have Lobelia Sackville Baggins, three mana, mono black, two three, flash menace. Uh, when an ETBs exile target creature from an opponent's graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, then create X treasure tokens, where X is the exiled card's power. Uh, okay, this is when we're all across the board. D from Krim, C from Seth, Richard A, C from Tomer, averaging out to, uh, okay, wait, wait, okay, we're all C's now, and then Richard A. Okay, hear me out, guys. Is this not Dockside Extortion? <laughs> like, just late game? You just do nothing, you wait a bit, some big creature dies, you flash in Lobelia, and then you just make, like, 10 mana, and then you untap and win the game? Like, like no, like, I mean, like, I, I no, you're. I don't think you're misunderstanding. That is a thing that could happen. I think. I mean, Dockside just does that in the early game and without any setup or without your yeah. opponent needing to have a big creature. So there's like, I don't think it's on the same level as Dockside. But I think though, to me that, to me that screams 99 card. Like playing yeah. this in the 99, you wait, you flash it in, you get this big thing. I don't know if I want my commander to be a card where I have to wait until turn 10 and hope for all these things, oh, my opponent to do all these things for it to be powerful. But in the 99, it seems sweet. Like, so I guess I view it more as a 99 card than a commander, personally. Yeah, this is definitely just a 99. It doesn't do enough as a commander. Oh, you guys. <laughs> 10? Like, imagine, like, imagine a Galta dies. <laughs> oh, good. Did you just Rebel, Rebel and Riches? Maybe it's sure. the best Revel and Riches commander. You just yeah. like play this Revel and Riches, tutor it up. You're in black, so you can demonic tutor it. You can toxic deluge and Lobelia for six mana. Like you can do it yourself. Yeah. You can you can play your favorite spot removal, <laughs> Doomblade, <laughs> and then Lobelia, and just make a like so much mana. It's unbelievable. I think you guys are underrating it. Uh, it's but, also okay. like graveyard hate for reanimation, sort of right or no. Yeah. I, it's got to leave the battlefield this turn. Mm, okay. No, it has to be when it ETBs, and then you just, like, exile a, a specific thing. But uh, it has to be a creature that went to the graveyard this turn. From the yeah. battlefield. Yeah, from, okay. from the battlefield. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Nazgul. Five mana, four, three, flying. Demir. Rates you control have protection from ring bearers. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a three, three, black wraith. Uh, with Menace, then if you control nine or more race, race you control have base power and toughness 9-9 nine, nine, until end of turn. Uh, B's across the board. This is the best Wraith commander, right? <laughs> it's very Yeah, best, like, if you want a Nazgul, this is the commander, and it's like a cool Spellslinger commander. Like, if you just want to play Demure Spellslinger, like, it's fine at that, too. Yeah, and it just feeds itself. It's like one gigantic young pyro for Wraiths, so I love it. All right. Uh, Lotho. Corrupt Sheriff. Orzov 2-drop. It's a 2-1. Whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, you lose one life and create a treasure token. Uh, we got two Bs, a C, and an A from Tomer. So averaging out to a B. Is this just like permanent ramp? You just play it 
and then you just make treasure. Is it like smothering tide in the command zone? Is that what this is? <sighs> I Isn't I kind of s- like it. What is the other enchantment? Isn't there an enchantment smuggler share or something that's like exactly this ability? I feel like there's a three man enchantment that's like the second spell make a treasure. I might have the wrong name for it though. Like I I feel like it's like it's potentially powerful. I don't think you're getting a treasure every turn, but. I think opponents will mostly just keep playing their spells. They're not going to not make their cast their spells to not give you the treasure. So I think it will make a decent amount of treasures. Yeah. And it comes down super cheap, like super early. This is just a two mana, two one commander, right? You will have it. Whereas like the one you're talking about, there's like a three mana enchantment that you isn't in your command zone. You will always have access to this. But it's also kind of all it does is ramp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that is its purpose to just poop out treasures and then you're going to try to do something big with it. All right. Uh, Maher. Maher. Urakai Captain. <laughs> Rakdos 2 drop 2-2. Two, two. Uncommon Menace. Legendary Orc Soldier. If one or more plus one plus one counters we put on an army, goblin, or orc you control, put that many plus one. Okay, put that many. And then an additional plus one plus one counter uh, are put on it instead. So a um I can't remember what the name of the card is. The one mana <laughs> the one mana scale. Hardened hardened scale. Hardened scale. Yeah, scale. Yeah, harden scale. scale. Yes. There we go. So it doesn't double, it just adds an additional. Uh so when you amass or something, uh you, you get additional <laughs> power. Uh D's across the board. Nothing nothing too special here. Uh these legendary orcs, all at uncommons, are not are not really doing anything, but they're all great ninety-nine. If you stick them all together in the ninety-nine, they like yeah. add up together and do something. <laughs> oh, we have another sad faced bird. Vendeldor, <laughs> <laughs> Swift Saber. Uh four mana three three. Flying. It's a bird, it's mono blue. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, exile up to one target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield uh, under your control. This is like that, the saddest bird in the saddest Brago of all time. Yeah. Like, Brago is yeah. the same man and it blinks everything every turn. <laughs> At least it does something. Like blinking a creature like does something as opposed to jumping a non-flyer, right? This is like yeah. actually oh, ball drifter. This could be anything. So Wait, does do birds have anything that you want to flicker or bounce no. or anything? No, at you all? You wouldn't put in a bird deck because birds really don't have ATVs. But you could flicker like literally any other card in magic, and it's like serviceable so this is a terrible I, commander though i gave it a c it, it could do something it's not horrendous no dude uh, it's pretty <laughs> it's a c it's a c d is the the really bottom tier and that's reserved for uh the stone unplayables <laughs> uh mariadoc brandy buck two mana green two two legendary creature halfling citizen whenever one or more halflings you control attack a player create a food token food generator <laughs> yeah, yeah but not as good I mean, as like the other food generators so 99 cards yeah we yeah, gave it exactly a yeah played in farmer cotton or with sam or whatever like it's great in the 99 of those decks yeah it also cuts you off from the other colors that the other food commanders would give you um mary esquire rohan red and a white so two mana boros two two legendary creature halfling knight haste it has first strike as long as it's equipped. Whenever you attack with Mary and another legendary creature, uh, draw a card. C's across the board. I'm sorry, is this not better than C? 
He draws a card. Has haste. <laughs> Whenever you attack with Mary and another legendary so you have to attack creature. With two, it has to be a Boros yeah. legendary matters. Or you draw a card. Yeah, and that's all you get. <laughs> There's so many equipment. Equipment. Boros equipment commanders that like draw cards in one way or another. I think the Legendary Matters twist is interesting, which keeps it from being a D to me, but there's just so many options if you want to play this. Something similar to Mary. All right. Okay. How about Selesnia, Mary? Warden of Isengard. Three mana, one four. It partners with Pippin. Whenever one or more artifacts enter the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token with lifelink. This ability triggers only once each turn. Uh, we're once. divided here. We got a C, a D, and two Bs <laughs> to average out to a C. Once each turn, nothing to ma- turn me off a card faster, pretty much. <laughs> there's very few cards that rock that text and I love. Like, like legitimately, there's a handful. So, so okay, we, we got to evaluate, is... I think, Pippin with it, right? Because they're partners. Yeah. So Pippin is Golgari 2-drop, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, you can pay one tap, create a food token, and then... Uh, tap, sacrifice four foods. Other creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain haste until end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery. So, so you basically gonna... make a bunch of foods. The foods make soldiers, and then you overrun? Yeah, haste them up, and... Yeah. <laughs> if we're combining the two, then Mary is a little bit better, because then you have Pippin and the curve into Mary, right? Like, like I, uh, sure. If we're doing that, then, then like, Mary's not a D for me. Mary will be a C. Yeah, I think they're like a fine kind of like self-contained army. Like you, like Richard said, you make the tokens and you pump the tokens. I think you always play them as the partner pairing. I think they definitely deserve to be the backup partner pairing. Like uh, you have Frodo and Sam in the same colors that also kind of care about food. And I think they're definitely like the backup pairing, which is probably a flavor win for <laughs> the Lord of the Rings movie. So it's hard for me to imagine wanting to play them over Frodo and Sam if I buy the precon uh, as my commanders. But they're fine. Like they're they're fine. They try. Uh, check, check this curve, Seth. <laughs> Let me see if I can change your mind. <laughs> Pippin into Mary into Smothering Tide. Ooh. But some I other mean, time gives you a treasure every turn. You get a 1 1. So you get four 1 1 life linkers. And then you okay, can untap. Okay. And then, like, haste them all or something, overrun them. Okay. Hit people. Okay. And then White has That's... plenty of smothering tide like cards, right? Like, not smothering. Like, sure. Even the, like, Lotho we were just talking about <laughs> would trigger this. It's in the right colors. So. <laughs> You, then you, you broke play Smothering Mondrak. Tide, Richard, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I broke Smothering Tide. You're welcome. Mondrak. These cards are finally good. <laughs> All right. Monstrosity of the Lake. Five mana, four, six. Legendary creature, Kraken. When it ETBs, you may, pay, you may pay five mana. If you do, tap all creatures your opponent controls, then put a stun counter on each of those creatures, and it has island cycling for two, which means you can discard this card and put an island, uh, get an island from your library. I Dude. feel like having land cycling is a dead giveaway of wizards being like, please don't play this as your commander. We did not make this to be your commander. Listen to us, please. People buying our products. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have to pay 10 mana, assuming that it's all, it hasn't died yet, to tap your opponent's stuff down. Toma really like Toma gave though. us a B. We all gave it C's and D's. Toma gave it a B, so Tomer, we averaged out to a Tomer. C. I'm not sure why he likes it, because for 10 mana, that's like a lot. Just to stun your opponent's team, like Homer's just, in a different just cast dimension. Sleep. I, like sleep would do I'm, what he's trying to do, right? It is an ETB though, so if you blink it, you can, it can be 
Which keep is your five team team yes. letdown permanent. This plus like Thassa that blinks every turn. Like, don't you just kind of lock your opponent's creatures out forever? Like, I could I could see there being blink shenanigans. Oh, it's all opponents. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 So you just keep your opponent tapped down forever by blinking this every turn and paying five, and eventually you find a way to win. Island cycle your way to victory. Wanted, winter orb. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, is that is this cool? Would you would you be okay with someone doing this to stacks you out of the game? And you're like, that's not stacks. That's fine. I mean, I don't think it's stacks. If, if you're gonna do that, yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. If you give me yeah. monster the lake, I'll, monstrosity of the lake, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Old Man Willow, four mana Golgari, uh, legendary creature, tree folk, star, star, power, and toughness. It's equal to the number of lands you control. Whenever Old Man Willow attacks, you may sacrifice another creature or a token. When you do, target creature and opponent control gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Uh, D, we gave it a D here. Nothing nothing particularly yeah. special. I mean, it's I guess a if you have a lot folk. of lands... It's big, but it doesn't have trample or evasion or anything, so it's just like, eh. You get to play yeah. as a tree. That's that's literally <laughs> the big upside here. You are a tree. <laughs> okay, Peregrine, Peregrine took three mana, mono green. He's a 2-3. Uh, legendary creature, halfling citizen. When one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus an additional food token are created. Sacrifice three foods, draw a card. Uh, so Gave it C. There's no way you want to play this as your commander, but this is one of the best 99 cards in the food deck. Like, the ability to turn your foods into cards is really, really powerful in a deck that can make a lot of food tokens. So, one of my actually favorite sleeper cards from the set, but why would I play this when you have, like, Sam and, like, these multicolor food commanders? It's a, a really tough sell to play a monocolor Can you build green food? No, right? Like, all the... Like, payoffs are in the other colors. You get, like, Feasting Troll King, I guess. Wicked Wolf. Some of the Eldraine stuff, I guess, you could add into the deck. But you really want to be multi, multi-color multi for the food deck, I think. Two or three colors. Okay. Uh, Pippin, Guard of Citadel. Two mana Azorius. Two, two. Vigilance. Ward one. Tap. Another target creature you control gains protection from the card type of your choice until end of turn. It's a, it's a mom. average. But I Does this like do yeah, anything. Like, hey, I so mean you, it's a mom. So if someone like pacifism, okay, you can so you can knock off another creature's pacifism, right? By giving it protection yep. from enchantments. You can it's you control, combat so you damage. can't knock off equipment of your opponent's creatures, only your own creatures. Right. I mean you get through damage, protection from creatures, you can attack through blockers, you can block forever, like Mother of Runes, block and protect from creatures, knock off enchantments. So it does do things. Although is it, like, spicy enough to be your commander? Like, I think this is a good card. Like, it's a good protection spell, but I kind of want my... I don't know. I want my commander to be a build-around, and this is kind of Mother of Runes, which is a great card, but, like, how do you build around Mother of Runes? I mean, you... Maybe there's, a, like, a, you have a really funny, flavorful, or janky combo you're just trying to protect, right? Like, your, so, your most important card is non-legendary. Like, say, Crest yeah. and Sun Mirror or something. Sure. You can't put it in the command zone, but you can put it in the 99 and then protect it with Pippin. Mm. Okay, so it's like a good hidden commander commander, because you can yeah. protect your hidden commander that can't actually be your real... I, I can buy that. I actually like that. That's a cool idea. Right, or you just hit people with unblockable. <laughs> you just give your creature protection for everything and just hit people, like, just normal, dirty creatures. It is a really strong card. Like, the protection is really good. Yeah. 
All right. We did Warden of Isengard already. That was the partner with um, Mary. Uh, so we ended up at sea average for Pippin. And then Prince Imrahil the Fair is Azorius 2-drop, two 2-2 two, two legendary creature human noble. noble. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Ds. There, there's uh, much better payoffs for uh, the draw, like draw two a turn, right? Yeah, this is a very good. I, I think this is a sweet 99 card, maybe into the in like the double draw kind of deck, right? If you play like a Jeskai double draw deck, but like otherwise, I don't think this is like good. Yeah, I, th- I think it really pales in comparison to the Council of the Four, which is like, yeah, does that and a lot more. So I would definitely run this in the 99, but not as my commander. All right, we we've hit a we've hit a stretch of uh, mediocre cards. Hopefully, quick beam upstart ant will save us. Six man of five six, uh, tree folk legendary. Whenever uh, quick beam or another tree folk enters the battlefield under your control, two target creatures get plus two plus two and gain trample until end of turn. It's a quick no, dude. I mean, you can you can get in some damage. That's for sure. But there's there's a lot of sweet tree folks. I really like the rare one from this set, Fing Fingrin or whatever. Like that card. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. All right, so quick beam, not too quick. Okay, uh, Radagast. How about Radagast? Okay, four mana, two five, legendary creature, Avatar Wizard. When Radagast or another non-token creature ETBs under your control. Look at the top X cards of your library where X is that creature's mana value. You may reveal a creature card that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control from among those cards and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So kind of on flavor. We gave it an A average here with two Bs and two As. So basically it promotes you playing lots of different creature types. And then when you cast spells, you basically just get to draw a card. Um, I mean, it's good with Panormonicon effects. Like, I really wish it was more than one color. That's the only thing I kind of, like, dislike about it. But it's a lot of value. Like, every creature you play is drawing you more creatures. You're snowballing through your deck. So I think this is actually, like, a, a pretty strong card. I'm also excited to play in, like, Yarok or whatever. But it, it's a strong commander, too, I think. Yeah. It seems like it'd be a sweet commander. What I've I, learned I, is you guys do not like monocolor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it needs more no. colors. It's two colors. It needs three colors. It's three colors. It needs I need four my, colors. I need my Muldrifter, Richard. I need my Muldrifter. What, what, what am I even doing drawing creatures with Radagast? It's Radigas green. He has everything you need. You don't need any I mean, that is actually true, though, because it is mono green. But, but okay. no, like magic's just better with multiple colors in it. Wizards heard you. So we have Civic <laughs> Radagast. Okay. Four mana, three, five. Legendary creature avatar wizard ward one. Beasts and birds you control have ward one. Whenever you cast a spell with mana value five or greater, choose one. Create a 3 3 green beast creature token or a 2 2 blue bird with flying. This is one of the first cards they previewed, I think. Uh, C. So by adding more colors, it got worse. People. <laughs> <laughs> this this essentially is a once per turn restriction they just write it differently i think the five mana value or greater restriction we've seen like several times recently that's one of my least favorites because it really is just like you can't do this much but it doesn't say that directly because how many five mana value spells can you possibly cast in a turn anyway like one right typically at most so i feel like this is the hidden once per turn restriction 
which it's still fine. Like you make a bunch of some birds, make some bees, whatever. But like it's it's, you know, the the restriction keeps it from being something that can really go off, I think. Is this the good birds commander, Richard? You get green for Toski. <laughs> you get Ward. <laughs> you get Ward. Right, so for five mana value, I can start casting the birds from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then yes. they come in with an additional And make bird. more birds. <laughs> or no, they make the beast token and you can jump the beasts. Jump the beasts. Oh the, the birds my are god. white though. You're right. We need, oh, yeah. we need the additional color. It all makes sense now, Seth. I see. Yeah, Richard is Richard has come around. <laughs> Alright. Uh speaking of white, Rosie Cotton of South Lane, three mana mono white, one one, uh legendary halfling peasant when it ETBs create a food token. Whenever you create a token, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control other than Rosie. Alright, so Kind of does nothing. <laughs> you make food uh, tokens well, and you put plus uh, one, plus one counters. Is there a combo there, with Rosie? There are janky. There are janky combos like Rosie plus animation module plus Ashnod's altar actually goes infinite. So there, I think it's kind of like that blue legend, the untapped stuff. Like it's not yeah. a very powerful card, but if you want to build specific combos with it, there are ways that you can go infinite. Okay, I like it. And then we have Sam, Loyal Tenant. This is to partner with Frodo. We've already talked about Frodo and Sam. Uh, so we gave Sam a, a B average. And then Sam's other card, or actually has two more cards. So his uh, Selesnia card is a two mana two two. Uh, it's just Samwise Ganji. No, 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 no title there. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, create a food token. Sacrifice three foods, return target historic card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, A's. A average for Samwise Ganji. I mean, he's so this is. Oh, go ahead, Grim. Well, he's cheap. He's like solid, right? Like, he's just a solid two, two, uh, two mana creature uh, with a, a great ability. He's this a great token generator. This is a food commander. Like this yeah. is the this is the it's what Lannis is for clues. This is for food, and that's a really powerful effect. Just making a food, like whatever, you don't care. It's only gaining three life. But there's so many synergies. We've talked about some of them in the set. Cards that you'd want in the ninety nine of this, where you're sacking your food on the cheap, you're drawing cards as you gain life, you're making your uh, food into treasures with Academy Manufacturer, and plus that sack three foods to return something from your graveyard to your hand. That's pretty powerful because a lot of the cards in this set have to be legendary so a lot of the food stuff you're going to play with sam is going to be historic so you can get it back from your graveyard if something dies so i i really like this card this is one of my favorites from the set so do you like frodo sam or do you like sam i guess so do you do, 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 do you like the part as your commanders or do you like the the solo sam wise here frodo sam's gotta be cooler though right because you get to play bats and you get to do all that other stuff Frodo Sam is might be cooler and definitely more flavorful. I think that Samwise Gamgee though is like more powerful. I would say, like I think you can build a really strong deck around it. Okay, and there is no once per turn clause here, so you can just <laughs> go nuts. Uh, Samwise the Stout Hearted, Mono White, two one two mana. Flash, whenever uh, Sam ETBs up to one target permanent card in your graveyard that was put there on the battlefield this turn, uh, return it to your hand. Then the ring tempts you. So you get That's to... That's straight up Sean Astin on the card. <laughs> you get to regrowth something uh, <laughs> at, at, with the time restrictions. So D average, nothing here, even though Sam is a modern playable <laughs> card. 
bringing back ghost yeah. quarters. Yeah. <laughs> so strip strip mine Tomer. Flash and Sam is your commander. Get back the strip mine. Strip mine Tomer. <laughs> GG. <laughs> and the ring tempts you. You get to keep doing it. It's modern all-star Samwise the Stout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel... We we mock these like one time effects, but I actually feel that they might actually be strong. You know CDH how they play like Rogak, just to enable a mox amber and that's it. Like the the command zone is utterly useless, and they're just using it for some utility. I could see an instant speed regrowth or like Labelia, like the the treasure maker. Like your command zone is basically useless, but just sitting there as utility until you need it. Right, or yeah. Like you combo, you get back your whatever lion's eye diamond, some combo piece. There, there actually probably is some potential for this card being pretty competitive. It's not very flashy and fun and casual though. Like if, if you want to do big like casual commander things, this isn't really that style of card. But CDH, I could see it being kind of kind of good. It needed to be a partner so you could jewel lotus, <laughs> get back jewel lotus, and then cast ooh. your real commander. Oh yeah. my and all God. you can do here is just like loop <laughs> Sam's or something. <laughs> all right, uh, Saradoc, Master of Buckland, four mana, two four, legendary creature, halfling citizen. Uh, when it or another non-token creature with power two or less ETBs create a 1-1 white halfling creature token, uh, ETBs under your control, that is, and then tap two other untapped halflings you control, Sardok gets plus two plus zero and gains a lifelink until end of turn. Uh, D average here. This, this, why, couldn't why? Are there other cards? This reminds me of some other card, which I can't remember what. But you just make a bunch of tokens, and then you like tap them to power up the main one, and then try to kill someone. Should they have included Kithkin too? I feel like it's it's very narrow to halflings. Like it only works with cards from this set, and not the other thirty years of Magic cards. With that, wait, don't we have other halflings in? uh, There, I guess there are a few. Dungeons and Dragons halflings. The Dungeons and Dragons set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count, but the Kithkin are actually Kithkin. Hmm. I mean, it's it's okay, I guess. I don't. I I I don't know. It's just like it's so bland, and it just doesn't do that much to me. So like, yeah, you you double up your halflings essentially, and then you gain a lot of life somehow. So if you double <laughs> you them just, up, like, you get a someone chump blocks your giant <laughs> commander, and then you gain some life, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Saruman. So Saruman has uh, three versions. So we'll start with the uncommon mono blue version. Five mana, four, four, ward two. This is Saruman the white. Uh, whenever you cast your second spell each turn, amass orcs two. Horrible. This is not it, right? This is unplayable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a C average here. We go, just... go next. GG. Go next. next. We got to add, I mean, we add two more colors. Okay. We go to Esper. Six mana, uh, Saruman of many colors, five, four. Ward, discard an enchantment, instant, or sorcery card. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, each opponent mills two cards. When one or more cards are milled this way, exile target, enchantment, instant, or sorcery card with equal or lesser mana value than that spell from an opponent's graveyard. Copy the exiled card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So A across the board. So A average. So you basically mill everyone. And then you need to mill uh so you need to mill one or more cards. And then when that happens, you can exile enchantment instant or sorcery card. And then you can cast it. 
I had to message Richard about this because I'm like, the yes. wording on this card this is, is like, like the worst wording, wording I've ever seen. So, okay. my head. Amazingly, when you cast your second spell, you mill, and then you can exile something from a graveyard with mana value less than the spell you cast and cast it for free. So if you cast a five mana spell, you mill and then exile something that's five mana or less. It's an instant or enchantment. Cast it for free. And the thing you from, cast doesn't from have to the be pile a, that you mill. From the pile milled, it could just be from the graveyard. Just okay. from any opponent's yeah. graveyard. It doesn't have to be the milled cards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this card's powerful, right? Like yeah, it's got a yeah. strong ward. It generates value. If you can somehow cast a second spell during your opponent's turn as well, this can be happening multiple times. The ability is going to be a little hit or miss unless you're playing a mill deck. Like, I don't think it's mill two is really enough to make the enough in your opponent's graveyard to make its other ability work where you're going to have enough fuel to be casting free spells. But if you're willing to play some sort of body and minds or like other things to mill your opponents, then I think the the card's actually pretty powerful. And the ward is going to make it tough to kill. Like, we've seen ward on graveyard trespasser in standard, which is just discard any card be pretty obnoxious this is like discard a specific class of cards and those cards are the cards you want in your opponent's graveyard so if they do kill it then they're putting something yeah. in the graveyard you can later steal it feeds into itself it's it's this is a a powerful card confusing as hell mana, to read but, but like yes. but like actually just very powerful i i love this card uh as, as a commander it's a it's a sweet one and yeah it's right. another reason to play sort of body in mind <laughs> we have a Grixis one. The White Hand, 4 mana, 2, 5. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, amass X uh, orcs, where X is that spell's mana value, and goblins and orcs you control have ward 2. Bees across the board. This card's not so, bad. It's nine, pretty solid, cast, right? like a 6-drop. Well, you don't, six, even, you don't even good, have to right? cast the 6-drop. You could just chain off a bunch of 1-drops, right? I guess it's the same. It's just how yeah. much, however right? much mana you, you spend. However much right? mana you spend, yeah. basically, yep. It's just you get one real big amass orc token. I, it's kind of sweet. It is, although like <clears throat> amassing is normally worse than creating tokens, right? Because it's always yeah. going on the one. So I think that does power it down a little bit. But still, like we've seen Calrand and other similar cards just like reward you for guessing non-creature spells of uh, Vika's and other one. They're really powerful effects, and this is relatively cheap to get on the battlefield at four mana. Like, that's competitively costed, and you're in three colors. So, yeah, it's a sweet spell slinger, Commander. You probably throw, like, flings in your deck, right? Because then you just start flinging the big orc. That's the other direction you can go is, like, sack fodder, where you, like, cast a small spell, make a little orc, sack it to Ashnod's altar or something to make more mana, then cast another spell and, like, kind of go that way. Because, yeah, the, the amass tokens are really good sack fodder. Like, you just Phyrexian altar or something? Like, you just, like, yeah. pop off. Uh, just keep sacking yep. the creatures. Uh, you, could, you could have the bats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drain everyone like twice bats. on the way in and on the <laughs> oh, way out. Oh, man. With bats. Like, people, <laughs> people can be mad. All right. We got, we got our big baddie Sauron here. We got four versions. Okay. This one's called Lord of the Rings. Surely this, this must be good, right? It's called Lord <laughs> yeah. of the Rings itself. Eight mana, nine, nine, Avatar <laughs> Horror. Whenever you cast a spell, amass orcs five, mill five cards, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Trample, when a commander and opponent control dies, uh, the ring tempts you. Uh, be average. <laughs> We've actually seen so it in action, expensive. Crim. How do, you, how do you like Sauron? It's, like it's kind of like a cool ultimatum or something sitting in your command zone. But it's not because like <laughs> like it's it's so expensive, dude. And on top of that, like 
it's only on cast. So you have to cast this card. You can't reanimate it. You can't bring it back. You can. It just won't do the whole uh, amass orcs five and the mill part. Like you don't get to do all that. So if you're trying to be like getting a, get around that by just like by reanimating it, all you're getting is a nine nine trample, which sounds big in numbers and it's very Timmy. But like, I don't know. This this one is just okay. Like as a commander, like I I think it's okay compared to all the other precons. It's nowhere nearly as good. It takes a thousand years to get to this one. So. I don't know. I think it's okay. I mean, eight mana is just a lot. Like that's it's a really powerful effect. We saw that in practice on Commander Clash. Like adding it to the powerful uh, power to the battlefield. But it's like, eight win. mana is just so much. And then if it dies, you got to do it again, and it's ten mana and then twelve mana. So I think that keeps its power in check. It reminds me of like Lord Xander or Thraxamon or these really big powerful Grixis commanders that are just. Not super strong because it's hard to consistently cast a commander that costs seven, eight, nine mana. Well, I, I, if you want to, you talked about big Grixis commanders that aren't super strong. I think, I think we go next because the next one I think is very good. <laughs> All right. We got the Dark Lord, six mana Grixis, uh, seven, six, ward, sacrifice a legendary artifact or legendary creature. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, a mass orcs, <gasps> one. Whenever an army you control, deals combat damage to a player, the ring tempts you. Whenever the it ring tempts you, you may more. discard your hand. If you do, draw four cards. We got two S's and two B's. Averaging oh. out to an A. Krim, you have this as an S. Is this the hottest card in the set? What, what, what's this, so good about Sauron? This card is, is so hot, dude. Like, are you kidding me? That ward is absurd. If Like, yeah, sure, maybe your opponent spends X amount of mana to play their commander and then use their and then use their removal, sack their commander. Dude, That you know how hard it is to remove this thing with spot removal? You have to board wipe this. Because on top of that, you're, whenever an opponent casts a spell, you amass orcs one. Whenever your opponents do. And then lastly, at the end of all of that, you get to just start discarding your hand and drawing four cards every time the ring tempts you. Holy cow. Are you, That's so good. Like, just read these abilities and tell me that this is just not solid. These are just very strong <laughs> abilities. What? <laughs> Have you seen Ishai, Ojitai, Speaker, whatever? <laughs> or or Torrid Mauler? Like, so the, the amass is like whenever your opponents cast a spell, you just like grill the thing. Uh, and then the ward is good. Okay, the ward is good. But shoot, it has to, is this is a six drop though. And then your armies allow you to tempt yourself. And then when you like tempt enough, like when you tempt, you can discard your hand, draw four. Like, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's like solid, but nothing to write home about, no? Every Oh, that's totally something to write home about. What are you talking about? I get a connect. I guess, okay, so if if you go empty-handed, then then it's good, right? So When you go empty-handed, right? Because, like, let's be honest, you're going to fire off a ton of spells, get as big of an org as you can, refill. It's so good, dude. (laughs) It's a six drop, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good six drop. The the orc does only grow from your opponent's spells. Not that that's sure. like really sure. matters, but I mean, I think this card's decent. Like, I think this is one of the strongest wards we've seen. Although everything's legendary now, so I feel like it's a ward that it but, reads busted, but it keeps getting weaker set by set because we're just we're talking about 120 legends in this set alone. So I think the the legendary thing is like becoming less of a concern, but it is one of the most powerful wards. So it's going to be hard to kill. 
I think the refilling your hand mode is actually pretty solid. And remember, you can play other ring temps you cards. So it's not like you have yeah. to get in with the army. You can play other cards that have the ring tempt you specifically to keep churning through your deck. So I think S is a little that's a little high for me, but I think it's is like a solid B, like maybe a like low A somewhere in that range. This card is so sick. What that that word, even though there's a ton of legendaries, they're still taking the mana to spend that le- to cast that legendary, then sack it, and but, then spend a removal. But if they spell. did, you did six mana. Do not you you paid six mana and like amassed one, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't well, do no. anything ETB. Like that's they the problem, pu- right? They would hypothetically you would be amassing two first off because they play <laughs> the creature, then they play the spell. Oh, my bad. That's my bad. sick as heck, dude. Are you kidding me? That's so cool. <laughs> I mean, the bigger issue is, like, a Wrath just kind of deals with it sure, and the Orc, sure. and then it's eight mana to recast. So if you're in a Wrath-heavy heavy play group, I think it gets a little bit worse. But against targeted removal, I think it's very strong. All right. One, oh, no, we got two more Saurons. So we have uh, the Lidless Eye. So this is the Rakdos version. Five mana, four, four. When it ETBs, you gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap it, it gains haste. Three mana, creatures you control get... Plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Each opponent loses two life. At least uh, this one can steal legends. See, <laughs> compared to that across the board. I gave it a B. I think that pumping ability is super underrated. Like three mana pump your team two and drain two life to everyone. That's a lot of damage that can be coming in. Uh, I mean, I like that. I like I that part. The drain is attached to it. That's pretty nice, right? Uh, like it's it's just. I don't know. I mean, I have five mana four four where I pay three to pump in. It's, it's zealous conscripts kind of, <laughs> except it's a creature. With if, if it's still a permanent, if it's still a permanent, I would be on board. I would. Yeah. Think it's funny. Like very. Good it's card. funny you can like steal and sack. Like that's probably yeah. how I would build around it. Like, uh, and I think you're right. If you make a lot of mana, that last mode activated a few times a turn, you can drain people out of the game pretty quick. So maybe it's like a strong aggro commander. I, I don't know. I'm coming. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like coming around to it a little bit. Maybe it should be a B. Should probably be a B. Yeah, that's right. Join the Dark Lord. Right, <laughs> I think you won. won me over. <laughs> the Necromancer. Mono black. Five mana, four, four. Menace. Uh, when Sauron attacks, exile target creature from your graveyard. Create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that card except it's a 3-3 black wraith with menace at the beginning of your next step exile that token unless sauron is your ring bearer uh Away. two b's and two a's averaging out to an a so this is in contention with the with the dark lord as the best sauron here how though how is this the best thing what this can't be the it's best it's so much sauron. more castable and you get to reanimate the, like you can just pull garys out of your graveyard and things like that no and you get to keep them if you're the ring bearer. It does need to attack. It really it wants yeah. haste. It's much, much better if you can give it, it haste. Like so I think <laughs> it does. Yeah, this is a great Greaves commander. I think this is just like a fun commander. The like repeated reanimation is cool. It's a wraith. I don't know how the ring tempts you. You might have to actually build around it. It's also better if you get to keep the tokens. So I think that you could build a fun deck around it. I, I would build one. I fully believe you could build a fun deck around it. But the best Sauron? <laughs> <laughs> it's more consistent how about that the other Saurons have way higher upside the Dark Lord is, is, is consistent <laughs> <laughs> sounds funny yelling out loud <laughs> alright uh, Shadowfax Lord of the Horses 5 mana Boros 4-4 four, four, legendary horse 
Horses you control have haste. Whenever Shadowfax attacks, you may put a creature card of a lesser power from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Be average. This might actually be like the best uncommon commander we've had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you want to build around horses, like it, it's pretty good. Like giving your team haste is pretty nice. So giving your horses haste. Your horse. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And you can just drop in. You could just drop in creatures in combat. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. They'd probably yeah. be more horses, but, you know. <laughs> drop in birds. <laughs> you could do the horse-bird birds deck or something. horses. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Shagrat Loot Bearer. Four mana. Rakdos 4-4. Legendary creature orc soldier. When it attacks, attach up to one target equipment to it. Then amass orcs X, where X is a number of equipment attached to uh, Shagrat. We have two Bs and two Cs, averaging to a B. All right, two two reasons I like this card. One, uh, it's actually a Rakdos Equipment Commander, and there really aren't Rakdos Equipment Commanders. That's something somehow Wizards has never really made that before. So there's a million Boros ones. I like that this is a, a new color combination for the theme. Also, you can steal your opponent's equipment, which is kind of cool. Like, it doesn't say equipment you control, so you can, like, steal your opponent's swords and uh, dousing daggers and so forth. So... I don't think it's, like, super busted, but if you want to build equipment, but in Rakdos, I think it's actually just, like, legitimately the best option in all of Magic. You would you would body a Boros equipment deck if you just steal all their equipments every time. <laughs> you would yes. take one each turn. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait. so good. They can also re-equip it. You're not yeah. gaining control. You're gaining, not gaining control of it. You're it's just no, using you get equipping it. Yeah. it. yeah, you're borrowing their equipment. And that on its own means they have to spend the mana to put it back. <laughs> Do That's I get true. the Lost Veil if I steal a Dowsing Dagger? I don't know how this is worded. Or does it, it would flip? I'd have to read then, Dowsing Dagger. Oh. It would flip and ret- exile itself and then return to its owner's control. But it's not an uh, exile. This is just a transform. Oh, oh is it a transform? Oh, if it just if it just transforms, then you're then, yeah. good. It'll transform under your control. <laughs> this, this is gross. Yeah, you can steal a Dowsing Dagger. <laughs> but you can take a sword, or you can take. Yeah, you can take swords, right? Like a, a hammer, sword a sword, yeah. Take. Yeah, or gentum armor, or something like that. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Okay. That's sweet. Uh, we have Sharky, Tyrant of the Shire. Four mana, Demir, two four, Avatar Rogue. Activated abilities of lands your opponent's control can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. And it has all activated abilities of lands your opponent controls except mana abilities. Mana of any type can be spent to activate Sharky's abilities. Uh, C average. <laughs> so, what do you do with this? Thing is garbage. I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do with this. So you can't take the mana abilities, right? So you can't be no. like, here's my Gaia's Cradle. It's it's a fetch land. You can sack it to tutor a <laughs> land out of your deck. That's you terrible. Maze of it. You can maze, maze of it. With of the it. You, so you need a maze your opponent to have maze of it so that you could do that. <laughs> it, it, it sh- I mean, it shuts off their maze of it, which could be an actual problem for your deck. Ooh, <laughs> right? What it? What if your opponent has a thespian stage? What it, what ends up happening if you turn this into another land? Does it become a land? It probably does, doesn't it? it Is does. it still a creature? I think so. What, what does thespian stage say, though? Does it say it's still a land? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Let me, let me see. It becomes a copy thespian. target. Yeah, it becomes a land. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's like ramp. It's demure ramp. For four mana. I can For four mana. my commander. I... I feel like this just really annoys opponents, and then they probably kill it, even though it's like a four mana two four that doesn't actually do much. But I feel like you're gonna just anger people for no real benefit out of Wood Sharky. 
<laughs> can't be can't be strip mined. And you can strip no fetch land mm. for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shelob, child of Engoliant. Six mana, Golgari, 8-8, eight, eight, legendary creature, spider demon, death touch, ward 2. Other spiders you control have death touch and ward 2. Whenever another creature dealt damaged, this turn by a spider you control dies. Create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a food uh, with the, the food ability, and it loses all other card types. So they're not creatures anymore, but they re- they retain their abilities. And you can have a, a food, food token of, I don't know, shadow facts. Right, like you, you essentially get a bunch of like artifacts or whatever with passives, right? Yeah. So, so we got bees across the board for this. We we like what what do we what do we do with Shelob? I mean, you. I mean, you you build a spider deck, like you build a spider deck. You have them fight or you have them bite. I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, that way, damage happens and then death touch happens. You just build a board of super sweet artifacts with passives. That's what I would want to do with them. Yeah, fight spells work really well with it. Lure effects, anything that's like everyone, all creatures must block it because it has death touch so we can take down the entire team. And then you get all the ETBs, you get all the static abilities of all the things that dies, you can throw in token synergies like doubling season to double up the food that you make to have even more of those effects. Actually, this is, this is the the next commander I'm playing on Commander Clash. This is one that I'm actually really hyped about. It's a really unique design and also really flavorful for a spider, like, you know, eating its prey, wrapping it into a web, the whole thing. So I I like this card a lot. Yeah, there's got to be some self combo where you turn your own creatures into foods and do something. I don't know what it would be, but you could, for example, turn your creatures into foods and then wrath or something and keep your creatures around, or I don't know something that requires your thing to be an artifact. So you change the creature into an artifact and do some some combo. Like so, I'm interested to see where people go with this. It's a pretty cool card. Uh, and then uh, the other version is Shelob Dreadweaver. Four mana, three, three, mono black. Whenever a non-token creature an opponent dies, can uh, exile it. Three mana. Put a creature exiled with Shelob into its owner's graveyard. Put two plus one plus one counters onto Shelob. Draw a card. X and two. Put target creature card with mana value X exiled with Shelob onto the battlefield. Tapped under your control. Uh, bees across the board. It reanimates. It's yeah, kind of. It's graveyard hate, I guess. It is graveyard hate, and then you it's can draw nice a card. to have that exile passive. I like that. Yeah, it only works with things on the battlefield, which is a little bit restricting. But uh, it is. It does have a lot of flexibility, like card draw, reanimation, graveyard hate. Like that's a, a lot of good effects stapled together. Yeah. Why did the spider get so many good cards? <laughs> yes, but yeah, she loves the big Legolas. Yeah, crying <laughs> in a corner. Uh, okay, Smeagol, helpful guide. Three mana Golgari, four two halfling horror. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature died under your control this turn, the ring tempts you. When the ring tempts you, target opponent reveals cards from the top of the library until they reveal a land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped under your control, and the rest into their graveyard. Uh, a average. We got two Bs, an A, and an S. Krim with the S for Smeagol. Is this a meme or is Smeagol an S? <laughs> I I have like it's not just a meme because I have it built. Like it is built. I this is I I went and spent real money on green cards to make this deck happen. Uh, like that's how much I I like this deck. It was a lot of fun. It's 
it's a, you know, it's a mill your opponents and then dig through, rummage through their graveyard, grab stuff from them, get their lands. Like, this deck, the way it's built, it's very fun. You can build Golgari Mill. And you know I have sort of body and mind in the deck. So, like, yeah, like, this card does ramp a lot. And there's so many landfall triggers that you can get off this. There's the numerous infinite combos with, like, landfall token producers. Uh, let's just go Scoot Swarm. And then you have Dunedain Rangers. And, like, a sack outlet, and you can infinitely mill out the table. There's a lot you can do with this commander, and it has to do with mill. So, if you're looking for mill that isn't it just blue and black, this one's pretty gosh darn cool. I, agree. I mean, I, I think, think it's, rampant growth it's on cool. every ring temps you is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, non-basics, too, right? You can get your opponents, yeah. like, cracked non-basics. Uh, I, I think this is the best card in the set, actually, and it has a lot of upside. So I really like Spiegel. It's like three mana. Unlike these other cards, like eight drop Sauron or whatever, right? Like yep. Spiegel's three mana. You're going to play with Spiegel because there'll be games with Sauron where you literally do nothing. You cast it, it gets wiped and like your commander is like not effective. Yeah. Spiegel's a three drop. You're, you're going to see Spiegel. And he's going to get some lands. He's going to guide yeah. you. He's going to guide you to mortar. So I, I actually like Spiegel. Yeah, and he, he, he's so good with the tireless tracker and the three mana thing that makes a treasure or a food token. The other tracker, provisionary tracker or something from Modern Horizons. Yeah, tireless provisioner, yeah. Yeah, or tireless provisioner. Yeah, there it is. Those it is cool with landfall deck, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. I don't know. I, I absolutely love this commander. All right. Uh, Strider, Ranger of the North. Four mana, Gruel, four, four. It's a landfall card. Uh, whenever a land enters the battlefield in your control, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. If that creature has four or greater power, it gains first strike until end of turn. That's a lot of do-nothing on that card. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a D, right? Yeah, that, that's a wow. Okay. That is a hard D. Okay. I'm not even sure. It's a 99 card unless you're a fan of uh, <laughs> Aragorn here and you want a Strider form. Uh, next, we got Balrog. Balrog has three versions. Uh, Durin's Bane, 7 mana Rakdos, 7-5, costs 1 less for each permanent sacrifice this turn. Haste, uh, can't be blocked except by legendary creatures. When it dies, destroy target artifact or creature and opponent controls. Uh, we got A's and B's, averaging out to an A. How do we get the sack going for this? <laughs> oh, this card is, this card is going to lose you, friends. Like, cause it triggers on things that anyone sacks. So the correct way to build around this, I think, is <clears throat> just, uh, like wildfire, blow up all your opponent's lands, make them sacrifice their lands, play this on the empty board when they, like, uh, death cloud. It's like the best death cloud commander. Float some mana, death cloud, wipe out all people's stuff, play this from the command zone, beat down with this hasty threat to close out the game. So, it combos with the most hated, miserable cards in the game, which is <laughs> why Hilarious. I actually really want to build this deck, yeah. It's the most Balrog <laughs> thing you want to do, right? It okay, is, yeah. yeah. It, it, I like the little, like, finger to you. Like, when it dies, destroy an artifact. Just, like, one yeah. artifact creature. <laughs> like, on the way out. <laughs> yep. bring, bring, bring him down. Uh, okay, the next Balrog is Flame of Udon. Five mana, seven, seven. Trample. When a legendary creature in opponent control dies, put Balrog... On the bottom <laughs> of its owner's library. Eh? This is probably the worst rare in the entire set. Like, why, why are you putting it at the Not bottom? Not even close. And it's like a five it's like, seven, seven. Okay. Oh, it's horrible. horrible. There is one thing that, okay, that, that is kind of like, actually, you can't even do it. You can't even do it. You can't even tunnel vision yourself in the salt this, mill. 
This needs to be like a 2121 or something with that drawback. Like it, it's just not big enough to have the demon drawback. Like you need much yeah. more power than a seven seven ground trampler. Like why? Can, why? Can That's not even that big from these the days. Of your library in some way. Is there some bottom no. library? Grenzo. Grenzo. Grenzo is like way. the one card. Yeah, you can put stuff from the bottom into play potentially. So, but then they just yeah. sack another legendary and send his ass back to the bottom. <laughs> okay, we got the Balrog of Moria. Uh, seven mana, Rakdos, eight, eight, trample haste. When it dies, you may exile it. When you do, for each opponent, exile up to one target creature that player controls. Cycling four. When you cycle the Balrog, create two treasure tokens. Uh, three Ds and an A from Tomer. I'm going to assume Tomer ranked it highly as part of your 99. uh, (laughs) Because you can't use the cycling ability (laughs) in your command zone. But even then, is this... Good. <laughs> Even in I, I, I mean, I think it's actually playing, sweet in the ninety-nine. In demons, right? Like, yeah, if you demons. care about the creature type, this ramps you into your whatever huge demon commander. This is it perfect cycles. in Bellacore. You might cast it. Yeah, like I think in a demon deck, it's good. I would not play it in the command. Oh, it's zone. a terrible. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's a terrible command. It literally only has that trample haste and whatever the other text is when it dies. All right. Uh, we have the gaffer. Three mana mono white, two, three. At the beginning of each end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, draw a card. <laughs> is this, this the Soul Sisters commander? This uh, is it right here. Across the board. I mean, this is like one of the best 99 cards for a food deck because food gain you three life. So that's what this is supposed to be. Like, you can play it as your commander and like crack a bunch of food and draw a bunch of cards. I I am much more hyped about playing it in my Sam deck or my Frodo and Sam deck or whatever than is my commander though. Why does the artwork look like fear and loathing in Las Vegas? It doesn't it? It, it does. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, the mouth of Sauron. Five mana, three, four. Demir. When the Mouth of Sauron enters a battlefield, target player mills three cards, then amass Orcs X, where X is a number of instant or sorcery cards in that player's graveyard. Oh, I'm shocked at this. So C average, even Krim with the C, we, we're not seeing the sort of body-mind upside here. You just mill no. a bunch and then <laughs> amass a big Orc. I mean, okay, that's the only reason why it's got a C, right? Because it can come down. <laughs> It has mill, and it pairs well with sort of body and mind. So it's as at the very least, its floor is a C. But otherwise, what am I? It's only ETB, so you can't like repeatedly do it in an easy fashion. You need to actually like blink it or something. Um, Okay, Theoden, King of Rohan, uh, three mana Boros, two three. When it or another human ETBs under your control, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Uh, two Bs, a D, and a C. Dude, I, I think, I think this is, this could kill somebody. This could very, very easily kill somebody. Right? Like, I mean, you just have access to a constant way to give, a, like, a, it, as long as it dies and then it goes back, right? You have a way to give double strike. I think that this isn't, like, the worst thing. And it, it's also nice whenever another human enters the battlefield. Target creature gains double strike. Like, Wow. I, I think this is actually not that bad. I think this is like a very solid, just human commander. Like, uh, a, you can get pretty You, you gave Thedon a D. 
Yeah. You're not a believer in I mean, strike. remember, we're 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 ranking this based on being our commander. We're ranking yeah, it based commander. on being a commander. Commander. If I'm yeah. playing a humans deck in commander, I want to play Eowyn, which just like draws me cards and makes a ton of humans. I want to play Janira Kuro. Like, there's a lot of really good human commanders. I don't see the appeal of just playing this as my commander when I could play one that draws me cards and does all this cool stuff and then just throw this in the 99 for when I need to kill someone. But those are like S-tier commanders. Yes, why? Well, heard... this... so yeah, that's there what it's competing with. It is competing with literally some of the strongest that's why it's S-tier a B, commanders not in the an game. S, according to Krim. Yeah. But right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a combat trick in the command zone. So people can look at your board. Be like, well, this thing had du- if this team had double strike, or if certain creatures on this team had double strike, we're dead. So let's let's kill them, <laughs> right? So that's the problem yep. with like the overruns and the the double Can strikes in coming. the command zone. Like everyone sees it coming, and they will uh, make sure it doesn't happen. Uh, so yeah, uh, the Watcher in the Water, five mana, nine nine, mono blue kraken. It ETBs with nine stun counters on it. Whenever you draw a card during an opponent's turn, create a 1-1 blue tentacle creature token. Whenever a creature you control dies, untap up to one target Kraken and put a stun counter on up to one target non-land permanent. This is this is the Stone Cold Stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. <laughs> it's like Thing in the Ice. The Watcher right? in the Water. Like it's, yeah. It's like turned off when it comes in, so you can't use its body. And then it kind of just does stuff until it eventually turns You on. make tentacles. You just literally make tentacles and draw cards. What's wrong with that? That's a good time. I so, mean, is, is this the card good? Like, yeah. It seems like a good control commander. Like, if you're planning yeah. on leaving up, like, your mana every turn, you cast your card draw spells and brainstorms, you make a bunch of tentacles, you leave up your counters. Like, I don't even know if you need the 9-9 for it to be worth it. Like, if this was a enchantment with that ability like that would be pretty sweet right like wouldn't it yeah. be kind of fine just to like make a bunch of tokens by casting card draw spells yeah this is sweet now in mono blue as a commander well, the fact that it is a creature i guess like it is more susceptible to like like removal and yada yada, yada but like it's one of those things where it's just nice now you have a commander that can be a mono blue kind of a, a fun control watcher in the water, you know, like, I don't know. I, I like it. Best, I think it'd be a fun control commander. Best Ristic study commander, probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this would get you killed, but you can, st- <laughs> the thing is you can block and keep stunning everything. So every time a tentacle dies, you can stun something. Yeah. Uh, to keep it stone, down. Yeah. That's why then, this is the stone cold stunner. I'm going to get yeah. this altered with stone cold Steve Austin <laughs> on it. That's, that's what I need to have happen. All right. Tom Bombadil. Uh, five color commander, uh, one of each color. So five mana value, four, four. He was a god? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Legendary creature, god bard. As long as there are four or more lore counters among creature. sagas you control, Tom has hexproof and indestructible. Whenever the final chapter of a saga you control resolves, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a saga card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This ability triggers only once each turn. A's across the board. Slaps. A very pushed saga yeah. commander, right? <laughs> you can't. It only, yeah. It does one thing, but it's really good at doing that one thing. And it's going to be annoying, right? Like, it's going to be fun. You know, you do it, and then all of a sudden, all the sagas, you're like, this This should never just be on the board. This is a commander that will never be allowed to stay on the board. Like, how are you going to get it off the board, though, with yeah, Hex Protection and Destruct? Oh, like, yeah, that's, that's fair. That is, like, a really strong form God. of protection as well. It's Vampire so Hex good. Mage, baby! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. 
is there uh, a way yeah. to finish uh, Sagos in your opponent's turn? Proliferate, I guess? Yeah. Like, to get around the once per turn restriction? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this card's yeah. going to be popular. This I card like is, is really good. Uh, Treebeard, gracious host. Four mana, Selesnia, zero five. Legendary creature, tree folk, trample, ward two. When it ETBs, create two flute tokens. Whenever you gain life, put that many plus one plus one counters on target halfling or tree folk. Now um, it's put that many counters equal to the life gained. Yes. That's yes. not. So if, yeah. If you gain 10 life, you put 10 counters. That's big. A tree folk or halfling. This might be the soul sister commander. Yeah. Like, so yes, like you're supposed to play it with halfling and tree folk and like do those synergies. But what if you just play life gain Voltron? Like it has trampoline ward too. We saw it during our pre-con game of commander clash get really big, really quickly. Like if you actually build around it, can't you just be one shotting people with commander damage pretty easily with this card? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, he comes with two food tokens. so You can just right. tap and sack the two food tokens and you have at what, minimum six, like 11? a six eleven. Right, without any yep. other things. So, yeah, I think Tribute is really good. And Trample, that's a Trample right there. I mean, Tomer played it, and it was extremely scary. Uh, he didn't have to work hard for it. It's a four-mana card. So, yeah, it just yeah. accidentally was huge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, down to the final cards. Uh, Ugluck of the White Hand, four-mana Rakdos, 3-3. Three, three. It's another uncommon orc. Whenever another creature you control dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ugluck. If that creature was an orc or goblin, put two plus one plus one counters instead. Eh? D? <laughs> Pretty bad. The name is funny. <laughs> it does have a funny name. It does nothing. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't this, do nothing. This set, it's two this colors. This set loves its... Yeah, loves its hill giants. There are so many four mana three threes in this set. I mean, set. they're orcs. They're just all, like, on flavor. They're, they're just bad. replaceable oh, random fodder for the main <laughs> heroes to mow down, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Witch King, Bringer of Ruins, six mana, five, three, legendary Wraith Noble. It's mono black, flying. When it attacks, defending player sacrifices a creature with the least power among creatures they control. Uh, D's across the board, Tomer with the C. This is why, a six why? mana, five, three. <laughs> yeah, it like, should make like it why? hit the biggest creature or something, right? Isn't that like the yeah. weirdest way to have the edict? Like, that's the most powered down version of it that you could possibly make. <laughs> Sack your 1-1, one, one, please. Or actually, <laughs> like maybe wait, all players or something Sack, wait, right? But it's only one player. I don't think that's a gameplay design. I think that might be something because, like, it's probably trying to blow up all the hobbits, right? Uh, So it's a flavor thing. Okay, I think it's that... got to be a flavor thing because it's trying yeah. to blow up the hobbits. Well, it, flavor-wise, it's probably a win, but magic-wise, so yeah, yeah. All right, and then the last card, Witch King of Angmar, 5 mana, 5-3, flying, legendary, Wraith Noble. Whenever one or more creatures deal combat damage to you, each opponent sacrifices a creature that dealt combat damage to you this turn. The ring tempts you, discard a card, uh, it gains indestructible until end of turn, tap it. It's kind of so cool, dude. It's like yeah. a... It's a no mercy. Anti-attacking right? card, or, right? Like a little yes. pillow fort. Like yeah, it's that's so cool. I don't know. I, I I don't think it's like good. I don't think it's like the best thing. It's just like a solid B. I think it's a good. So we gave B it card. C average. Crim higher with the B. So if they hit you with ten creatures, they just got to sack one. One, right? Yeah, they don't have to sack ten. <laughs> so they're just gonna hit you with a lot of creatures, and you're gonna die. Uh, five mana, five three. It's a mythic. This is. I'm surprised. It's okay. It's pretty good. Okay. It's you know probably, 
it's remember a limited set too. It might be that this would be super obnoxious and limited if it was a rare and you saw it all the time. It is a it is a wraith though, and there's not that many good wraiths in Magic, so that is relevant for like Nazgul decks, Lord of the Race decks. Like there are Lord of the Nazgul's decks, so I think it's going to show up in the 99. But I'm a big Lord of the Nazgul's fan if I'm going wraith uh, mode. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I, I'm looking at it more like a 99 card, and I think the, the I'm downgrading it to a C because like yeah, if I'm playing wraiths, it's going to be Lord of the Nazgul. That completes every legendary from Lord of the Rings ranked. Like, half of the cards are not meant to be your commander, even though the legendary, because everything's a legendary. And then even of the cards that are meant to be your commander, some of them do very unique things that we don't know how to break yet. Maybe we can break it eventually. And then there are a handful of, like, really powerful cards. Uh, I noticed that Seth... And myself didn't give out a single S. Krim gave out some S's. Tomer gave out some S's. So do with that I mean, information I, what you will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess I don't. I, I, oh, go ahead, Grim. Uh, I was just gonna say, I guess it's more of like I just only gave them S's uh, outside of obviously build a pony being the uh, like just a clear S. Um, like like the other S's, it just feels like in the grand scheme of the set, these commanders, these cards are definitely. You know, an Avengers level threat, an arch enemy commander, whatever, however you want to call it, right? When you when you look, when you look at the rest of the things in the set, for me, just so I don't, much better. For me, I would agree with Karen Krim that compared to the rest of the set, those cards are really good. For me, it was hard to give out any S's just because I don't see an Atroxa or a Prosper or an Ur Dragon like anything on that level that's gonna just like really have this massive impact on the commander format as a whole. On the other hand. There's a lot of cards I'm excited to build around, and there's actually some cards that I think are pretty powerful, too. Even if they're not S's, there's quite a few A's in here. So uh, even though, yes, we went through all the random commons and uncommons, uh, there are some good cards to pick out if you're playing the 99 or even build decks around. So, All right, like and to it. close off the podcast, give me, give me your one favorite card, the most favorite card you're looking forward to build out of the entire cool. set. I really like Shelob, but I think it's actually uh, the Belrog Druin's Bane. Like the just the, the idea of having the perfect Death Cloud commander is very appealing to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some friends. Look out for that in a future Commander Clash. Oh, <laughs> Y'all no. are gonna hate me. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely playing Smeagol. Like I I built Smeagol. I went out and made sure I had Smeagol ready at like launch date. So I I am gonna play the hell out of that. I actually really like Smeagol too. Uh, so since Krim took that, you know, you know, you know what I'm gonna do? The white four mana three three. What was his name? The Baragon. We're gonna, oh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make Baragon work in the age of 2023, where every card is so pushed. Right? You need to be able to play with these secondary no name characters that you pick up from your draft chaff. Right? I want to actually make one of these like hill giants do some work. <laughs> And it's going to involve a lot of Teferi's protections and secret rendezvous, but I'm sure we could get there. <laughs> Maybe a Voltron strategy, but we're, we're going to have Baragon have his time to shine. It's like the spinoff series. So after Lord of the Rings is done, you have like the random like Netflix show about random side character that you've never heard of, but they have their own series. Baragon. That's what Baragon is? Coming soon. <laughs> Baragon's daily life on Middle-earth. He's just this guy working a nine to five, trying to feed his family. Just, <laughs> like that, yeah, that, just making it. humans vigilant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So that is Lord of the Rings. Let us know which cards you're excited to play with. Let us know what you think the best cards are in the set. Is there anything we missed? Any combos that we uh, didn't see? Maybe underrated some cards because we couldn't see the synergies. Uh, And let us know what you think of the set as a whole. So, yeah. Until next time. Oh, next episode is going to be a special episode. It's going to be our 100th episode celebration, even though we're like three episodes late because of Lord of the Rings. Uh, so tune in for that. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna basically tier rank everything not magic related. Uh, so it'll be a fun one just for the fans uh, who've been with us for a long time. So be sure to check back next week, and uh, we'll see you all then. See you. <laughs>